What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 24 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, everybody. A podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today is one of our preview episodes. This time we are previewing things coming out in June 2018. And kind of an extension of May, it's a little bit iffy, I think. It's uh, more iffy than May. More, Yeah, so I would say the the May had a couple big movies to help kind of keep it afloat. And June, not so much, right? One in my mind, not not well, in sure. yours. Yeah, not in mine. So let's just start off. We'll we'll jump around a little bit because the order of release dates might be a little bit crazy. But let's just go with Ocean's Eight, which I think is coming out June eighth. Yes, course. of course it is. June, yeah, well, that's clever marketing, <laughs> right? They've been waiting all these years <laughs> for June eighth to come out <laughs> on, on a Friday, Friday so they could release Ocean's Eight. <laughs> so this one. So I like Ocean's 11, 12, 13. They're they're fun movies. I mean, they're not great movies, but they're they're fun, they're entertaining and and I like the the heist type trick somebody type sure. type movies. This one, I saw Sandra Bullock, you know, she's headlining, she's Danny Ocean's sister. She wants to pull a heist on her own, which is fine. You know, I'm on board with, with this. Ocean's 8, who are they going to cast, you know, as part of her ensemble? And that's when it all goes downhill for me i I just think that that's where they they have what kate blanchett who i think is the only other Anne hathaway and i'm not a big Anne hathaway fan but she's, no, but but she's, she's a big she's, name she's a big name and rihanna's a big name yeah but it's yeah it, they're, they're, i'm with you they start to really bottom out a little bit on who they could get to come and be part of the ensemble cast. Is it because Sandra's price tag was too high or was it? Oh, I think some of it's the, the parts are small. I mean, you think back to oceans 11, right? Like you had Scott Kahn in there and well, a, a that, very that, unknown Casey Affleck, right? Yeah. But time. that's the 10, 11 you're, you're talking, you have George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Yes. You know, Matt Damon, all, all in their prime, you know, that's, yeah, that, that's your, your lead there. And Agreed. Then, and then you have Terry Benedict, you know. And I think a, honestly, I, I just bet there wasn't a lot of interest. That that very well could be after seeing the is trailer. Is anybody wanting to see? And this is not a knock on the fact that it's an all female version. If this was Ocean's fourteen, is that what we would be on? If yep. it was, I, I would have zero interest in this. Is Ocean's really a property that needs to be continued? I think it can be. But I can't imagine like Ocean's Third. I mean, there had to be a reason it stopped. Either they didn't want to keep making it, or like it just got to the point where because they are very much the same movie, right? Eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Well, because you keep trying to have to go bigger than before, and when you rob, you yeah, know, Las Vegas three casinos at the same time, it's hard to to top that. Sure, you know, and so then you had to come up with a different way of them right. doing it, which they get a little outlandish. Right, but is waiting X number of years and then just switching it to all females enough of a change to make it worthwhile? I mean, I'll go see it. Because again, I like those movies. I'm, I'm disappointed with the cast that they put together outside of Sandra, yeah. which who I'm a big fan of. And while I think Kate is a very good actress, mm-hmm. I don't think this really is her wheelhouse. Doesn't seem like it. And it's just, it's, she's not. A, I think she's very good in what she does. I don't think she's a draw. Yeah, is kind of what 
Mm-hmm. Uh, my my feelings are yeah. Uh, people aren't going out to see her movie now. Anne Hathaway, I'm not a fan of, but people go see Anne Hathaway movies. Sure. So I guess those two are the the headliners. Yeah. But she's not. The, she, I guess she's the the mark. I don't know. She's not. She's not a villain. She's more like a clueless mark, as to how the yeah. trailer paints her out to be. It's just I I can't get excited about this at all. Well, I don't think it's one you get excited about. I think it's one it's, uh, okay, it's too hot to do things outside, so, <laughs> so let's go see a movie. Yeah, I, I guess I feel a little bit. So I, I have come across an article that had an interview with uh, Rachel Weiss. So there's been all this talk about James Bond and what to do after Daniel Craig leaves and whether they should you know, get a black James Bond or the next question has been, should there be a female James Bond? And I liked her answer, which is like, why should there be a female James Bond? Why wouldn't we just start a new franchise? It, it doesn't always have to be a female version of some male existing thing and that's how i kind of feel about oceans like just just take them and make a new property out of it i don't you don't need to take it and go all female like atomic blonde you could kind of look at that as a weird female john wick but at least it wasn't called jane wick right right well, which is surprising to hear you say that because when the comics do that you know and they make like uh we have a black latino spider-man yeah it's like why wouldn't you just create a new character and have him be his own thing? Yeah. You know, and, and all of Marvel ha- has done that of change races and genders mm-hmm. of, of all their characters. There's uh female Wolverine, you know, yeah. th- things like that. And my argument is why wouldn't you do that? Right. You know, you keep, keep the ones that people know as themselves, but bring up these, these new yeah. characters. And you were always on the opposite side of that. Yeah. Uh, of- no. And I still stand by that. I like switching up roles like that i'm good with it but i also understand that if it's if it's an opportunity to create something new where like i feel like oceans isn't enough of a run over property where you have to change it just do something new whereas i can kind of see where if captain america has been around for 50 something years that yeah a change might be kind of good just to see what you can do with that kind of playing of the roles thing but oceans no i mean bond that'd be fine but i can get people's point where they'd say do something new I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't be opposed if they came out with a James Bond that was a female James Bond. I'm fine with that. But I can also see where you would say, well, just make a new franchise that has both. So I I see both sides of it. I'm just saying I don't have a problem with it either way. Yeah, and and I don't have a problem with it either way. It's just it's funny when when it it comes up (laughs) that that way. It's it's, oh, it's an interesting take to to hear you say that. Yes, I definitely set myself up for that. For when you always take the other other side, because right now in in the comics, Thor is female. Yeah, you know, it's Jane Foster, and it's it's more of a a why when you have somebody like Valkyrie there who can you can do do those same things and just build up that character, right? You know, and Captain Marvel and things like that. Yep. But that that, so that's that's funny that 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 was your take on oceans, right? Oceans eight, but no, I'm I. I'll go see it. I don't have high expectations. It'll, I think it maxes out as a, at a two and a half. Ooh, uh, wow. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I thought I was being harsh by saying a ceiling of three. See, I don't think it'll be. But well, but you and I differ a little bit on that. That's the shift in ratings for us. Two and a half for you is average. average and three is like the good side of average for me. And two and a half is like the bad side of average for me. So I... I think we're kind of saying the same thing. We just have a little different approach to our star ratings. Yeah. My, my two and a half again is the, uh, if it came on TV, I'd watch it again. Yeah. You know, type of thing. A two is I'd never watch that movie again. Right. And I think it's going to be in that, you know, that Sunday afternoon it's on TV and okay. You know, right. Ocean's eight. Do you again. have a floor on that? I think it could be a two. I don't think it's below a two. 
I think I think it could be a. I don't want to ever. Watch so you this mean again. you got this thing pegged pretty tight? At I, two I think two so. and a half. I don't think it'll be funny enough to to bring it higher than that. Uh-huh. And I'm fairly confident the plot is not good enough to wow me. Yeah. And, and so I think it'll just be a. It is what it is, and it'll be somewhat entertaining. Yeah. But it's not going to resonate. I have no floor on this thing. I could. It's not. Gonna I could be see unwatchable. It, I could see myself hating it, just oh, despising sure. every minute of it. Again, the curmudgeon coming out, but the it doesn't. I don't even want to see it. See, I think that's. I think you'll have that expectation going in, and I think you just carry that through. You'll sit there with your arms crossed and like, nope. No, I don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I everybody has expectations going in to something, sure. but I don't go into it wanting. I don't want to spend my time hating something. <laughs> right. But it has no floor for me. Okay. As in terms of expectations, I, it could be real bad. Yeah. So the next one I have on the list for us to talk about is, you know me, I'm a documentary nut, but Won't You Be My Neighbor? And this one looks good. Yeah. This is Mr. Rogers. Yeah, if you haven't seen the trailer for this, just go watch the trailer. I mean, that thing makes you almost cry just watching the trailer. Yeah, that that's done really well. And yes. I, I don't know what else they're going to add to the movie, but that's pretty much... I mean, when yeah, pretty, oh, that did the job. Yeah, I mean, if like if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the trailer and you're like, these two guys are talking about a documentary about Mister Rogers, and it, they're saying it looks good. I mean, I just please go watch the trailer. I don't know how you cannot look at that because we all watched Mister Rogers at some point in our life. And and we all, yeah, we sure. all grew out of it. But man, you look at this guy in the trailer like he was a saint. Just the, the social and, issues he was tackling and things that you know, I don't think we were. I don't think we could have been aware of as a kid, the things that he was challenging and pushing. But now as adults, you're like, wow, that was, Mr. Rogers was kind of radical. Yeah. And he was just a, a good yeah. human, a I mean, good human being. I mean, you kind of thought that, but sometimes when you're watching yeah. the show, it's like, okay, what is he off camera? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> just you know, be- beating kids. You yeah. Know? You know, the camera goes off, he knocks back a few whiskeys and starts <laughs> screaming at the camera crew. And- yeah. But yeah. no, he's just a good human, and I think this is uh, is something that both my wife and I are excited to to watch. Yeah, and I would I couldn't say that I'd normally go see a documentary in the theaters, but this is one that we'll go we'll go see. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Ever since I saw the trailer, it, for me, it's got a ceiling of five, especially in terms of documentaries. It seems like it's got the right recipe for emotional resonating, kind of harkens back to your childhood. You get to learn more about somebody that you don't really know about, like you said, offset. So I have a floor of three, a ceiling of five. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Sure. It's my most anticipated movie of June. I've already been on their website looking for what theaters it's going to be at when it comes out around here. And it'll be the very first, I mean, release day, I'll probably try and make a way to go see it. I don't know why I'm so excited for this, but it just looks great. <laughs> it, it does look, it, it really does. I can't remember. I don't think I've ever cried in a movie theater. I don't think I've cried. I'll stand by that. I have not cried in a movie theater before. I've been choked up, but this one might get me. This one's going to be bad. I've cried twice that I remember. Which ones? Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, God. And the Because you were laughing? And the Patriot. <laughs> and the Patriot. <laughs> Those are the two. The Those Patriot. Oh, uh, I was not expecting that. It, it got me. When, oh. she, uh, when his little daughter, oh. she refused to talk the entire movie. And then yeah. uh, he's walking away and she yells, Daddy. Yeah. And she's crying. Oh, and man. He's crying. I will tell you that ever since me. I've had kids, that's brutal, man. Any any movie that plays on that is just brutal for me. I start choking stuff back. I'm like, oh. Well, that was Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, and you and I come from divorced families too, and that right and that play. I remember anytime I'd watch a movie and it talked about divorce, and I'm sitting with one of my one of 
my half of the parents that are divorced. I'm just like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. And yeah, so I can I can see where that comes from. Yeah, it was in the the courtroom scene where they tell him he can't see his kids again. Yeah, and he's just you know broken up about it. And Robin right. Williams does a great job, and it's like. Well, that sucks. Yeah. You There's know. quite a big age gap in your crying movies, though. I mean, Doubtfire would have been like you were 10, 12-ish. Sure. Pa- Patriot was college. <laughs> Patriot was in college, was it? <laughs> was it? I think so. Uh, I think early high school. Okay. Probably six well, it right. would have been post-Braveheart. No, because it was Braveheart 2. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Yes. Braveheart in America is what we call it. Yes. Braveheart 2, call it. Braveheart in America. <laughs> Braver still. <Yeah. laughs> and even Braver Heart. Okay. Well, we got sidetracked off Won't You Be My Neighbor, but that looks fantastic. Yes. Next one up is Tag. Tag. We got uh, Hawkeye. It's got a big cast. It's a big, but you know them all. Yeah, you know them all. But Ed Helms, John Hamm, Hannibal Burris. I think there's a few I'm leaving off. Isla Fisher, Jeremy Renner. You said Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah. I think the most interesting part about this movie is that it's based on a true story. Yeah, and I so, remember reading the article a while back. Yeah, and so it's not just, you know, oh, some guy came up with this, you know, and it's just some harebrained idea. But the idea is that for every month of May, these guys for the past 30 years have played a game of tag you know so no matter where they are you know they're playing a game. and to be honest i could see our group of friends being yeah. so stupid that we just continue this this thing absolutely because we do things like this right you know but it's a uh they just continue that going they've been doing it for 30 years and so yeah. it's uh and so that makes this far more interesting than than anything yeah my problem with that is because in the trailer they play up the fact that it's a true story but then they go so over the top, like right away with it. Like they talk about how based on a true story. Yeah, but but I mean, what I'm saying is they cut to Joel Edgerton, and he's. <laughs> I was wondering uh, if you catch that. Yes, that's not Hawkeye. Right. They they cut to Jeremy Renner slash Joel Edgerton, and they say he's never been tagged, and he's doing like all this crazy using a sheet to throw people around and dodge stuff. It's like. I get that you're also saying it's based on a true story, but you're being immediately over the top with it. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. But see, and that, so the whole time I'm thinking, okay, he's never been tagged, so he's never been it. Right. And the whole time I'm thinking, that'd be so boring. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah you'd have, you'd have that over your head of, oh, no one's ever tagged me. But yeah. then if you're the other guys, you're like, I'm not even going to go for him. I'm going to go with the other. And so you kind of get out of the loop. Right. You know? <laughs> so yeah. I just kind of figure if we were playing, he's like, I'm not even going to bother. You know, I'm just going to not be it again and, and, and tag somebody else. I know. And so the part, part of that's the challenge of, yeah, getting him. But the other part is that's not fun for him. Yeah. He doesn't get to be it. Yeah. And I can't tell if it's even going to be funny because everything about the trailer revolves around that concept of that game. And so it's not really giving you anything else other than it's supposed to be funny that they're playing tag and who's getting tagged and who's not. So I can't get a grasp for, okay, is that really all that's going to happen in this movie? Is it's an hour and a half game of tag? I, and none of the jokes to me are really all that funny in the trailer. It's more of just the concept of a movie based on the game of tag. Yeah, and if, if people are running and chasing and missing, I mean, how many times are we going to see that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, we, missed again. Well, we saw what? six times that they tried to get Hawkeye at least. And so is that the entire movie that exactly, or is that the first 10 minutes of the movie? Right. And then they go off into something else. I I don't know. I don't know either. Because clearly they showed the flashbacks of all the times that they have played tag, which to me sounds like an intro. Yeah. You know, the, at the funeral and at the, 
even at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. when she's delivering a baby. She's delivering a baby. That was yeah. the other one I was trying to think of. Yeah, and so it's. Uh, I feel like that's like a montage at the beginning. Yeah, and so all everything we've seen could be you know first first part of the movie, and then whatever it is that they've bait and switched us into. Yeah, which in this case, I'm normally against bait and switch, but I think I'd be okay with it in this because I'm not sure I would be entertained by a hour and a half game of tag. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Ed Helms, I think, is, is a funny mm-hmm. yeah, individual. So uh, I don't think he's funny enough to carry an entire movie. Yeah. He's not Will Ferrell. Right. But uh, I think with him in it, I think it has, I don't think Jeremy Renner's funny. And so his, right. char- his character won't be funny. Right. But um, nor do I think he's really supposed to be. But No, he yeah. seems like the straight guy in yeah. this, the straight man. So it, uh, yeah, it, I don't think at max three yeah but i don't think it will be a three i had floor of two ceiling of four four would be really high four. i mean i don't see it could this. be i don't either it, i probably should have put three and a half two to three and a half yeah i don't think this has any shot again i don't either it would have to really surprise me really completely surprise me yeah they tag him in the first 15 minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then just totally yeah 180s from there yeah, right I, yeah i don't i don't think it gets higher than a three uh yeah that's probably fair i would agree with you there all right, so the next one we have is Incredibles 2. Yes. I'm not a fan of Pixar sequels. I don't think I've liked any of the sequels of Pixar movies. So Cars 2. Or 3. Dory. Finding Dory. Monsters U. Monsters U wasn't good. Yeah. So I just, I'm not really looking forward to this one. And this one's weird for me too because the first Incredibles came out right before my son was born. And so I, I didn't really have a whole lot of a reason to really get into Pixar movies or watch them for any reason. And then now Incredibles 2 is coming out after both of my kids have kind of grown out of the Pixar phase. So the first one didn't really resonate with me. So I don't really have a whole lot of a reason to be invested in number two. Whereas like with Monsters U, I was kind of excited for it because I love Monsters Inc. Because that fell in the right time frame. So just weird. Well, I like Pixar movies just in general. And so I'm I'm excited to to see I I'll take that back. I was excited to see Incredibles 2. I almost called it Expendables 2. <laughs> uh, Incredibles 2. Yeah. I really like the first one cuz you know it, 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 the whole superhero genre, you know, I just enjoy and I thought they did a really good job of it. Uh my favorite was Samuel Jackson as as Frozen. Frozen. Yeah, he's good. Uh and you know there's a couple of bit parts but it's uh I, I loved it. I quote it. You know, it's one of those it's just one of those good one of my favorite Pixar movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up there. It's, yeah. it's no Toy Story, but it's close. I was really excited because we've been he- hearing the the rumblings of this coming for feels like ten years. Yeah, uh, I don't even know when it when it came out. Um, but it was a uh, again highly anticipated for this this sequel. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the trailers, and I'm I'm not excited anymore. Um, it's, yeah, it didn't. Now I'm sure there's more to the plot than than what we've seen, but it's basically Mr. Mom. You know, she's going, she's going to go be the superhero now. He's staying home and trying to figure out how to take care of the baby and the kids. Right. And you know, I'm I'm not seeing as much superhero ness as I'm uh, <laughs> as I'm wanting to. I mean, yeah. you, you have more powers uh, that, that are being displayed and whatnot, but not as much. Again, the the superhero. Uh, I guess more on the family side of, yeah. of the superhero, which I guess the first one kind of was, but this seems to really be on the, the family piece of it. Yeah, totally agree on that. I definitely think it's playing up the, the Mr. Mom angle, like you said, and doesn't really look interesting. Like, 
they couldn't think of anything else to do, so let's just add a baby to it. Yeah, and I just think it'll be... Uh, I mean, I think it'll have the superhero element to it. I well, guess. it will. And so I'm hoping that that part makes it watchable. Yeah, definitely. So I'm glad Samuel L. Jackson has a larger role <laughs> yeah. in it, from what, what I could tell. Yeah. Because, uh, again, Frozone, he's the... He's why I watch. Right. <laughs> so I got like a floor of two, ceiling of four kind of thing. I don't think we it. I think it'll be a, a floor of three. Yeah. I think uh I think it could be higher. Um I'm I'm expecting three and a half, four. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not a five like I was hoping to expect. Right. So all right. So I we mentioned at the beginning that there was one movie that could maybe hold up for the month in terms of blockbusters go, but this one would be it. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. This is the one that I'm excited for that you're not. Right. Uh, but there, the one after this, I think, will be the More, best movie of the month. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with you there. This one, I was... I like Jurassic Park. I like all of those. Love Chris Pratt. Love Star-Lord. It's one that I was really excited to see until I saw the second trailer. And it's like... Why are you showing me the entire movie? Yeah. I feel like I've seen it all now when all of that could have been revealed in the theater to just enhance my my viewing experience. Yeah, it was definitely a big shift in tone. The first trailers made it seem just like the first Jurassic World. And then the newest trailer kind of made it seem a little bit more scarier, almost a little bit like a horror-ish. Horror almost like a horror movie. Which, yeah, I would have been a nice... It's kind of a double-edged sword. It would have been a nice reveal in the movie, nice surprise, but for somebody like me who doesn't really even get excited for Jurassic Park movies, it gets me a little bit excited to know that it might have that tone shift or that it should have that tone shift in it. Yeah, and see, it, I'm one of those that had me already, so I didn't even need to see a trailer. And then I was excited when, when I saw the first trailer, even, you know, and I even thought that that was going to be just the first part of the movie, and I hoped that they didn't give away the rest, which was exactly what it ended up being. And then you get the second trailer. Yeah. Which I tried not to, but it was before, before a movie. And I was yeah. like, dang it, I'm, I'm in a captive audience <laughs> here, and I can't, I can't turn it off. Yeah, nothing uh, you can do when they spring that on you before a movie. Yeah, and it's like, ah, oh. so here, here we are, and they genetically engineered another dinosaur that um, they're clearly in America. Yeah. And, yeah, hilarity ensues. Yeah. I, it's just more of the same. Jurassic Park, ever since the first one, has just seemed like retread after retread after retread, and I just don't really enjoy them. They're never, some of them have been kind of bad, but they're never terrible, but they're also never really all that good. Like even Jurassic World, I think I would give it like a three, maybe. I'd have to go look, maybe three and a half at most, but it wasn't worse than that. But I just remember saying and feeling like I've kind of been through this all before. What's new about this? Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt's fantastic. But other than that, nothing really. Well, I, I enjoy all these. I think the lowest that this is going to be is a three and a half. Oh, see, I've got it as a two and a half. As the lowest? As the low, high yeah. of three and a half. Yeah. Jurassic Park's just not my thing. I think we've been through that a couple of times on the podcast, but it is just not my thing. I'm excited. I think that's one of the better ones of the month. Yeah. And then we have Sicario 2. Yeah, which, Day of the Soldado. Yes, so I think, which was just called Soldado. Yeah, I thought and, so too. And then they said, "People don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, let's let's capture that audience of Sicario yeah. and call it Sicario Two. And uh, th- this will be the best movie of the of the month. For oh yeah, sure. I, I completely agree with that. It won't make the most money, but it'll be the best movie. Yeah, arguably the rest of the summer. 
Yeah, it's looking like a down year summer-wise. Everybody's trying to get all their movies out in April and May now. Yeah, try to get ahead of the summer curve. I don't, I don't know. I guess. I don't really know what spawned all this, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They changed directors. They lost Emily Blunt, but I think if you watch the trailer, you might notice Emily Blunt was gone, but I don't know that you would notice a change in director. I think this guy's tried to stay really true to what Sicario 1 felt like. Yeah, and, and I do want to watch Sicario again before yeah. I go see this, but Emily Blunt, I thought, and always do, I think she's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so I'm disappointed she's not in this, but I, I do love Benicio and Josh Brolin's just on a on a roll. Yeah, and it looks like they're maybe going to be going head-to-head in this one. Yeah, it looks like they start off on the same side, and then Benicio goes off the rails. When he wants to protect a girl, it seems like that the government and Josh Brolin are winning oft, and Benicio kind of says, I can't let you do that. That's trailer two, right? I don't remember yeah. exactly which one, but yeah, that that yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, it's got, we're gonna we want to start a war with everybody and have yeah. Benicio just go and and just instigate. And so I'm I'm excited for for the. It just looks awesome. I don't know why this is such a small thing, but I've loved it ever since I saw it. Was how he shoots the pistol, not the pistol, the the gun. And and I I try to think that that. I don't even know if that'll work. I don't know either. But it reminds me of how I would try and beat a video game. Like if I was playing at the arcade, yeah. you know, you have to try and find the fastest way to pull the trigger. That's something I would have done to try and figure it out. Or try to, and it's like, okay, I think that'd be really, you have to really hold your finger yeah. straight in, in order to do the way that he does it. And I just don't think that's very effective. Yeah. And then pulling the trigger that many times. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but it looks good in a movie. It, it, does look, it does look cool. So is that your most anticipated movie of June then? Uh, most anticipated movie, probably. Yeah. Okay. Definitely for me. I mean, again, I'm excited to see Jurassic World. But, yeah. But I think, again, Sicario is going to be the best. Yeah. Sicario or Won't You Be My Neighbor. Yeah. Won't you... yeah. And you could not be on opposite ends of the spectrum with that. <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Murderous and drug Benicio. cartels and, <laughs> and Mr. Rogers. And it's our neighbors. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it for our June preview. Hopefully, um, you guys are excited about some of the movies. We're trying to be. But looking like a down month, but maybe we'll get surprised here or there. Yeah, and uh, the other thing that we're doing is a retro review. So we'll probably have to do another one of those in uh, in July. Uh, so hopefully you share some ideas with us that we can we can review some other movies that uh, that fill some of these bad movie months. Yeah, so we actually got some good comments on the first one. We've actually started to already rewatch that retro, but. I think we're going to need one for June as well. So we might post one in June, but we may go for two in June, depending on how light this month is. That's true. Yeah, keep the comments coming. We appreciate it. We definitely need some feedback, uh, both just in terms of things you guys want to hear episode-wise and things that we can do to get better and make this more fun podcast for everybody. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, like Carson said, you can find us on twoviewsmovies.com, Instagram, Facebook seems to be where everybody's chatting nowadays. So go to the Two Views Movies Facebook page to leave some comments and let us know, and we'll catch you next time. 